on the J-Stock here across the Sportsnet Radio Network. Also streaming on Sportsnet.ca and the Sportsnet app. Show Ali, Ben Shulman with you for the next eh, half an hour or so after a 6-2 Blue Jays spring training loss to the Yankees in Tampa. You can give us a call if you like. 416-870-0590-1-888-666-0590, star 590 on your cell. You can also reach us on the People's Text Line, 590-590, name and location. We'll also take your bold predictions for 2023. Anything Blue Jays related? Will there be a, a league leader in home runs, an AL hits leader? Will someone win the Cy Young, MVP votes? What, honestly, whatever you want, bold predictions-wise, uh, you can text us. 590-590 or call us at the numbers uh, for today, Ben. Why don't we chat about today's 6-2 loss very briefly, and then we can get into the bold predictions. Because on a day where the Blue Jays score two runs and one of them comes in like in the top of the ninth inning, none of the regulars With some walks in. and box. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exactly uh, the, a banner day. I, I, I did want to get to uh, the play of the game, which I played earlier, which was Kevin Kiermeyer's leadoff triple and then a Matt Chapman RBI single to cash them in. I am so intrigued by what the year of Kiermaier and Chapman will look like, right? Because Kiermaier has not been healthy for a while and Chapman, you and I were talking about this off air, but it kind of looked like he was going to get really close to maybe even 40 home runs at one point based on the pace he had coming out of the second half of the all-star after the all-star break last year, second half of the season. And then he just kind of like stopped hitting. It just kind of evaporated a little bit. I'm curious what you think of of what to expect. Like what kind of expectations should we place on someone like Kevin Kiermaier and Matt Chapman? Yeah, it's interesting. I think obviously two very different sets for, for two different types of players. I'll just start on Chapman. Like you mentioned, I went to go look at the splits. I mean, 1,100 OPS in July, hit nine home runs that month. At that point in time, he was up to 20 homers. It looked like, you know, about halfway through the year, maybe just over, he'd hit close to 35, 40 homers. But no, he only ended up hitting seven more the rest of the season and had an OPS below 700 in the final two months of the year. I do think that expecting a little bit out of Matt, a little bit more out of Matt Chapman than they got last year is fair. I mean, he was good last year. He hit 230 with 27 homers, 76 RBIs. 760 about OPS, but uh, you know, we're, we're removed enough now, I think from his major injury, which was the hip and the surgery to the point where that's not necessarily, I think, look, I'm not going to say your hip surgery ever becomes a hundred percent better again. That's not how surgery works, but we're a little too far removed at this point from saying, well, he's not hitting like this because he recently came back or he's not comfortable with this anymore. He's played, you know, the last two full seasons at 150 games each. So at this point, I think, you know, can you expect closer to a 25 or 26 year old Matt Chapman who had, you know, not just 800 OPSs, but in the eight fifties, I think so. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not asking Matt Chapman to hit 36 homers like he did in 2019, but maybe 30. And and I'm not asking him to have an 870 OPS like he did in 2018, but maybe 830 instead of 870. Like he is, he is getting paid a pretty solid amount to be fair. It's not, you know, he's not, uh, doesn't have a gargantuan contract and he's not, you know, a Vlad or a Springer maybe, or Bo, but he's almost at that same level in terms of, responsibility and talent and everything on this team. And so I think it's reasonable to expect 
a good amount out of him offensively. Defensively, you know what to expect and, and will likely get it. Kiermaier, truthfully, I, I don't have much of an expectation. That's fair. He's kind of a more, harder. More expectations for Kiermaier than Zimmer last year? Or, yes. or Tapia? Yes. Kiermaier, I mean, for the first, like I'm looking back now at some of his stats, from 2014 to 2017 when he's really battling with Kevin Pillar for all those gold gloves, right, right. he's hitting too. Like he was, a couple of those years, he was a better hitter than Pillar. Uh, multiple home runs in five out of his first or sorry, double digit home runs right. in five out of his first six seasons, like legitimate everyday hitter hit it up near 260 for a lot of that time. The last couple years with some injuries with the COVID season mixed in between those have dropped much closer to body weight averages where he's hitting 215, 220, and his OPSs are not starting with seven. Right. I think you sign a 33 year old Kiermaier for his defense. If there's a seven starting his OPS, it's been a phenomenally successful. You take year. it. All right. If there, if there's a five starting his OPS, that's a problem. Other than I know it's crazy. And not that many players are thought about like this. I think today, I truthfully don't care that much about what Kevin Kiermaier does at the plate. If he does what he's supposed to do in center field, it's, it's kind of the same. People don't think about it that way. But when a first baseman is slugging, you rarely ask about how he's fielding his position. Right, right, right. So it's just kind of the other way. Kiermaier plays the most demanding, you could argue, defensive position on the field. And because of that, it, you know, if he hits 220 and he has a 680 OPS, like that's who you signed. Yeah, and that's the guy you, you're you're signing to bolster outfield defense in a year where there are a lot of changes not just the baseball, but also to the Rogers center because the dimensions of the outfield will be different. I don't know if they've yet gone back there. Probably not since they're all in Florida still, but they, they will get a chance at some point to get back there and kind of see what the dimensions of the outfield look like, yeah. and how, how they will, how they will kind of get to know the new dimensions because apart from Springer, both Varshow and, uh, and Kiermaier are, are not that used to it. And even if Merrifield is someone who goes out there too, yes, he spent time playing there yet last year, but with different dimensions. So yeah. he has to get used to it as well. So it's true. Getting, getting Kiermaier in there and getting his premium defense, as long as he is healthy, that's a kind of a, a an asterisk, until it's not effectively like until he proves yeah. otherwise that's that's a big question and for a lot of guys you know when they move over you might expect a drop off is only fair and i'm not saying that we shouldn't expect any drop off but kiermeyer does have the benefit of he's not moving to a new league in a new division other than the guys that he just played with he's playing against all the same people in his division so he understands the unique challenges of playing center field at fenway park he understands what the environment of the fans are going to be like when you play the Yankees for real and not in Florida and pretty recently, I, I have to say, uh, just looking at his stats, I was surprised he put up almost a four war season in 2021. And I don't think most people considered him to be like an awesome or player at the peak of his career in 2021, right? Played 120 games that year. If he had played the full 160, he probably puts up four war 3.7. And for those who don't track war much, Four wars, a very good baseball player. If yeah. you put up four in a season, that, that's good. Like Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero, they're pushing for four or five war a year. I'll take that from Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like you're paying a fraction of the cost in, in the future for that. than you are some other guys who get four war. That is Ben Shulman. I'm show Ali. You're listening to Jay's talk. I see a whole whack of texts here on the text line. Some about, bold about, suggestions. Yeah, some some yeah. definite or bold predictions, predictions uh, for 2023. Shoot us your bold predictions at, at, 
59590, name and location. That is the People's Text Line, and you can give us a call as well, 416-870-0590, 590 star 590 on your cell. Let's get to a couple of these texts. I see. I want to I wanna read you. This is the duality of man, okay? <laughs> okay, Ben? These are two uh, win predictions from two different people. Actually, this person doesn't have a name on it, so, I will, so please leave your name and location just so we can give you a shout-out. But my prediction for the season is fewer than 80 wins. Uninspiring offseason will lead to uninspired players. And then the the kind of, maybe not rebuttal, but the opposing viewpoint to that is Dan and Kitchener, who texts in to say, Jays will win 100 games this year. So so, so let let me ask you, are they closer to a 100-game season, a 100-win season, or an 80-win season? 100 wins, 80 wins. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you remember the rosters they put out there to win fewer than 80 games? Like, it's not even... (laughs) It's not even close. Like the the eighty wins. Let's let's be real that's here. Low. Like that's very low. Barring serious injury, they could play way below their talent level, way below their talent level, and win eighty games. Like the White Sox did that last year. They were a team. Yeah, they were. They had they, they had like an the, injury at virtually every position. And, it felt like. and probably still played poorly. Yeah, to yes. their talent level, and they won eighty one games. Right, like. 80 win. I mean, anything can happen, but 80. <laughs> but hey, you know what? I will say that that's, because a, bold they, pre- that's a bold prediction. It, it's a bold <laughs> prediction. It certainly is. It's, uh, you know what? It's it's not so far from uh, from like a Yusei Kikuchi makes it to the all-star game prediction. <laughs> so I can't get, I can't crack down on it too uh, hard. Funny. Okay, here are a couple of Kikuchi texts and then we'll okay. take, a, take a quick break. <laughs> um, no names in either of these actually, but um, one is bold prediction is Kikuchi will be in the Cy Young race. And then <laughs> okay. the, other one, the other one is nice. Kikuchi wins 20 games. So, I mean, like I mean, one, the, the winning support games, each other. Yeah. The winning games, I have to say, is so random. Yes. That you could fall into that. Like guys, plenty of guys in the history of baseball have won 20 games with an ERA that starts with four. It's not crazy unrealistic for Kikuchi to start his ERA with four. So I kind of like that one. If you want to mix some people up. Okay. All right. Good offense. Good team. Like if you're on a good team, you win games. Mm -hmm. Not to mention this is a strong offensive team in general. So they're not winning games late for their relievers. Often they're winning them early. So yeah, I see it. Uh, let's take a very quick break. Ben. Okay. And when we come back, we will get back to the text line, back to the phone lines. You and I have our own bold predictions as well. Spoiler alert. I have a, you say Kikuchi bold prediction <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, as I well. That one. So we will get to, uh, <laughs> we will get to that as well. Uh, shoot us your bold predictions on the text line or give us a call as well. You're listening to Jay's talk show and Ben a couple more minutes on the Sportsnet radio network. Welcome back to Jay's Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network, streaming on sportsnet.ca and the Sportsnet app. Show Ali Ben Shulman here with you for another 20 minutes or so. You think there's a Creighton Blue Jays talk? Creighton Blue Jays? Well, it exists. I wonder. I think there's certainly something like that. I don't know if they're called Blue Jays talk, though. I wish. That would be fun. Let me look. That would would be kind of fun. I don't know. I just said the game's on the TV here. I just, I was curious. Uh, We were taking your bold predictions here for the 2023 MLB Blue Jays season. We've read a couple of them. A lot of people high on Yusei Kikuchi. A lot of people uh, uh, a little varied on how many how many games Blue Jays will win? Some saying less than 80, some saying more than 100, which would be very exciting. I believe if they win 100 games, it would be the first time ever. Ever. Right? ever. Yeah, They've okay. won 99, not 100. By the way, 
There's a podcast called Blue Jay Banter. Oh, in okay. That's right. that's what they go for. There you go. Good for them. I hope yeah. they I hope they if they win today, maybe they'll have some hot hot Blue Jay banter. S- seriously. That'll be exciting. I, I see here on the text line <laughs> this one's funny, actually. Uh, hi, show and Ben. The last three innings of spring exhibition games should not be televised or broadcast. I'm sure Ben <laughs> Wagner would agree. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. That's the uh, first time anyone's complained about too much spring training on TV. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, yes, Ben. Uh, I don't think Ben was super impressed with um, the lack of strike throwing in uh, Tampa today by really either team, especially after Johnny Brito came out for the Yankees. No Yankees reliever really was like all that great. Even Michael King, who, who I think Michael King was a guy who played, played in the majors last year was good too. And he was great. And he wasn't very good today. I mean, he was not, what what are you going to do? I see a Mike from Scarborough texts in to say with the shift, no longer hurting him. Gosman wins the Cy Young. And here's my thing. That's actually one of my bold predictions as well. That was, which we didn't get to earlier, which was simply Kevin Gosman wins the AL Cy Young. Um, is that, okay. Let me, is that a bold prediction or is it like a kind of like a medium? I think it's bold to say that the shift is the reason it will fix it. If okay. you want to do that, I I've seen, I've seen certain places actually kind of subscribe to the opposite that, that the shift helped Gosman at right. times. Um, I think it's a bold prediction to say Gosman will will win Cy Young this year, though, because he actually has to overhaul his delivery because of the new rules. Like, he can't tap his foot, not totally overhaul it, but he can't tap his foot anymore in the same way that he used to. So for me, if he comes out and is better this year than he was in the last couple years with a new delivery in his 30s, I mean, that that would be pretty crazy, to be honest. So, yeah, I think that's a bold prediction. Anyone to win Cy Young other than like Sandy Alcantara is <laughs> bold enough that I'll take it. Well, because here's the thing, like is, is Justin Verlander the favorite to win the AL Cy Young this year? I don't just think so. Because, I mean, well, he's not going to win the AL Cy Young because he's in the <laughs> NL, but because he's, because he's not in the, the uh, AL is what in, I mean. In like, theory, if he were there. Yeah. But, I, but even, even so like at, at such an age, can you be considered the favorite to repeat that's the, the thing, performance? Like, if Verlander was still with Houston, I still think I'd probably I'd rather smack money on Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, sure, yeah. yeah or yeah. Alec Manoa or or Framber Valdez even maybe yeah, on he, his own team. Actually, uh, Framber Valdez might not be a good pick. I think if I think if you look at the 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 voting, he wasn't that far off the top three in terms of results. Framber? Framber, yeah. He was like the after like the clear top group, right. he was like the next guy, I think. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. So he was like after everyone's very serious Cy Young candidates, they were like, well, Fram was, he was like fifth or something. Yeah. So for him to take, I mean, for him to take a huge statistical leap, what is probably not going to happen because he had a very, very good year last year, but it's not in, impossible. I, I think the 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 Kevin Gosman one get, taking a bit of a, t- a tick, a bit of a leap this year because he also got injured last year and he oh, missed yeah. and he missed some time. So maybe if that hadn't happened, maybe we're talking slightly differently about Gosman this sure. year. I, I do wonder, but sure. I like that as a uh, as a bold prediction. I see here. Uh, let's see. Oh, Brian in Toronto. Otani. Oh, this this is a very bold prediction. Otani will be dealt, as we know. Oh, only no. only if the Jays can sign him to a deal. Let's and he gives it his example is six years, three hundred million, which I think maybe actually low, shockingly, for someone like Shohei Otani. Yeah, although it's not a terrible step. But let, let, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say if the J, it, only if the Jays sign him to a deal, this trade happens. Otani for Ricky Tiedemann, Aurelvis Martinez, and Bo Bichette. Okay, I, will, I have to say a lot of people go, like softball the package in the contract, but I feel like it was at least in the realm that package and contract. 
I'd be surprised. I'll be honest. I'd be surprised. <laughs> they just um, a couple a couple things relate to that. Do I think they trade Ricky Tiedman for Shohei Otani? Yes. Am I sure that they would that that deal would get it done? No. And if it's some huge package, I'm not sure they want to get rid of of Tiedemann in the right. middle of it. Right. They did just sign Bo to have, in theory, a little more knowledge of cost. So. Is he really the one that gets dealt? I don't know. Also, he plays shortstop. I know some people sometimes don't like the way he plays shortstop, but it's sure. still incredibly valuable that he plays shortstop and does what he does at the plate while he's there. I, I don't know. I just feel like Shohei is going to be a Dodger. It's hard for me to get like, <laughs> I, I'm not being any more rational no, than someone sending it in, but it's just, if I, if you really sat me down and made me give out an answer, it's that the Dodgers are whatever you're going to offer. The Dodgers are going to offer more. Yeah. They're going to offer a better contract. He already essentially lives there, except move a little bit south to an even nicer part if you want. Sure. In some people's opinion, I actually really like Anaheim. But, um, yeah, who knows? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's certainly possible. <laughs> I, I do think I do think a Jays trade for Shohei Otani is pretty much as bold as it gets. Yeah. Because I, I also think that Otani, I, I have my doubts that, okay, if he's not traded to the Dodgers, he will end up as a Dodger as a free agent. That seems I, incredibly that I likely. Yes, yeah. that I Unless the Padres have another 400 million to handle. <laughs> exactly. I, and I it seems I'm still right? probably enough. Yeah. It's probably not enough. I, I, I have a chance. I have a feeling though that he, let's say he gets traded to, I don't know the Mets mid season. He's not already signing with them because he probably is going to just probably play on the West coast. I just, I have a feeling yeah. he's not playing long-term with any team like East of the Mississippi. Basically. Well, that's the thing. And then it's like, you can't really make a rental deal for him. That's a, yeah, that's He's the problem. He's too valuable of a player. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was kind of a Juan Soto rental last year, but it's still a multi-year rental. Like you're doing yes, a half right. season rental right, right. of one of the least quantifiable players in the history of baseball or hardest to, I'm, he's quantifiable in many ways, hardest to, to rank yeah, <laughs> among yeah. other people because it's hard. Like if someone said he's the greatest baseball player of all time. I, I can understand their argument, even if I'm not necessarily agreeing with it. Like there's a, there's an argument to be made. Yeah. I mean, like he does stuff that like Babe Ruth did, right? He, he does stuff that Babe Ruth didn't even do. <laughs> if he, uh, if he has his career for 10 more years, it might be hard to deny him, but yeah. I hope, yeah. I hope, can I throw it to a, a way, uh, a player that we, uh, that we also didn't expect to see on the predictions today, Drew Hutchison wins a game at Rogers center this year. That, that's one of your predictions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That, that is a bold prediction. I just think at Jeez. some point, wow, maybe it's one of those pesky double headers. Maybe it's, um, some injury. I, I just have this feeling his final time in a blue Jay jersey hasn't come yet. I'm hoping it's right. at home. If he wins on the road, I might take it as a, as a win for me, even Half if win, he doesn't. Sure, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got, I got Hutchison plus Hutchison. I, I have to remember, I mean, this is the guy who I believe with a, with an above five ERA won like 17 games in 2016. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. uh, he knows how to win games. That's he figures right. out how to pitch exactly to what he needs to. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Hutchison to win a game. Hutchison, that, I think that is your boldest <laughs> prediction so far. That's, it's, it, that's, it is. That yeah, might, it it is. must be. It is. That's incredibly bold. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. All, all five AL East teams to finish better than 500, I think, would be the first time that's ever happened. Okay, so statistically, that would also be pretty bold. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I see here 
Let's see. Let's get to a couple of these quick ones. Uh, there's no name on this one, but uh, Varsho is the AL home run leader. That's the. That's the. I mean, look. If, I don't know. If he he hit 27 most, last year, not 40. If he hits the most home runs in the Blue Jays, I w- I would be shocked. I wouldn't be that shocked. If he miss, if he hits most more home runs than like Aaron Judge or Jordan Alvarez, I would be shocked. If he hits. If he hits 40 home runs this year, I'll be floored to be honest. Like, and it's not an insult to him. He's a guy who's hit 41 career home runs. Like he's, he's definitely there to help replace some of the pop that Teoscar Hernandez and Lori Scoriel have, but I wouldn't say he's a more pure power hitter than Teoscar Hernandez. So. Well, they, that's what makes it bold. That's true. That's what, that's that's what makes true. it I'm bold. Getting mad at the people for doing what I want them to do. <laughs> I, uh, here's a really bold one. Diego from Milton, Brandon belt hits the world series winning walk-off oh, home run in game seven. Brandon I love it. Belt. I love it. That's great. I, if you I mean, look, walk-off walk off home run game seven in the world series is bold, no matter how you slice it, but that it's not that, that Diego is picking Brandon belt and not like Vladdy or Bo or George Springer or someone like that is that's the bold part, but he, he's an intriguing more. pinch hit playoff bat regardless. Honestly, like he could have, I, I think he'll have a good year, but sure. he could have the worst year of his career. They'll still be a part of me when they get to the playoffs. That'll be like, but he's been there before. <laughs> and I know that sometimes that's probably way overblown, but hey, I mean, if you were to go into the Jays clubhouse before a World Series game and try and pick out the least nervous guy, I have to imagine it's the guy who's already won two of them. Yeah, probably. I think two. He wasn't there for the first one. I think he. I think he won two. Yeah, I yeah. think he won twelve and fourteen. Yeah, not I believe. 10. I believe you're right. Yeah, because they won. They won every other year. And they missed and they the playoffs. Yeah, what a strange, what a strange baseball it. occurrence. But yes, I, I, w- I would probably bet on the people who have been there before George Springer, probably the next True, guy. I was right? gonna, yeah. He's probably but, the um, least nervous guy, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but Hey, uh, Brandon Belt can't be that far off. Uh, let's take a quick break, Ben. Okay. And when we come back, we'll go back to the text line, just a whole whack of texts here. Uh, so we'll get back to the text line, five ninety five ninety. name and location. What are your bold predictions for this year of Blue Jays baseball 2023? The season about to start on Thursday, March 30th. You can text us five ninety five ninety. name and location. But we'll be right back. You're listening to Jays Talk Show and Ben on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Sportsnet.ca and on the Sportsnet app, show Ali Ben Shulman with you. It's our final Jays talk of spring training, Ben. Yeah, this yeah. It. I'm, it, it's weird because something's coming to an end, but we're starting the season so soon. It doesn't really feel like we're ending anything. Like, I'll see you in six days. <laughs> it's true. It's, <laughs> it's very true. I, um, I, it, it does kind of feel like something is coming to a close, but something far more exciting is going to yes. be beginning in a handful of days. So spring training, a couple more games to go, both games against the Phillies, but no Jays talk after those games. And then Jays talk proper will begin on Thursday. Blair and Barker. The plan is Blair and Barker will have Jays talk Mondays through Fridays. And you and I will have Jays talk on the weekends for the most part. And I will fill in for Blair and Barker on those 8 PM Eastern start times or later because the guys got to get up early uh, on weekdays so oh, yeah. uh, we know they got to be in here early you know put their makeup on and get get ready for the games so for the show so i will i will help out and pinch hit for the uh, later jays talks uh, it does mean that uh, when the jays go to 
Anaheim in the first week of the season, first second week, uh, that's going to be me uh, late night. So well, that might be me too. Feel, feel free to call if you're not. If it's not, you're welcome to call it. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll make the, sure to call. I'll extend that invite to you <laughs> right now. Um, we're taking your bold predictions here on Jay's Talk today because it's the final Jay's Talk before the regular season. We're, we're going to record them all for posterity. Text line is open, 590-590, name and location. Uh, Joey in North Battleford, bl- a bold prediction. Blue Jays will have four players with a plus 300 average at the end of the year. Four players. It's okay. not, it's not, a. it's, a, you know what? It's, it's definitely bold because it's hard to do certainly, but it, it's, it's not impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's, it's bold for almost any team just with the way guys approach yes. hitting today. I was going to go look at the Dodgers and see how many they had last year because I know Freeman and, and Turner, and I'm assuming Betts was pretty close if he wasn't hitting 300. I'm trying to think. So for for them to do that, uh, certainly Bo's got to hit 300. I would say certainly Kirk's got to hit 300. Vladdy, maybe? Probably Vladdy is in there. I don't think you expect George to hit 300. I think then it's probably like a Varsho or like, could you get? I guess Danny Jansen hitting 300. Danny Jansen. Yeah. Both catchers hitting 300 would be crazy. That's (laughs) even bolder than four guys hitting 300. (laughs) Both both of your catchers. Um, Rob Brantley will hit 300. Rob Ooh, Brantley, why not? Throw 300. <laughs> I mean, if, like Espinal could hit 300 off the bench too. I would say it kind of depends. Uh, he, he was hitting above 300 for more than half of last year, but then it kind of fell away. So it's possible. They got a lot more contact, which is the overarching theme of that. But just in case you're wondering, the Dodgers did not have four guys hit over 300. Did they have three? In fact, only Freddie Freeman did. Oh, Trey really? Turner hit 298. Wow, I forgot nice. how bad of a year relative to his talent level Mookie Betts had. Or I guess maybe he didn't, but he hit 269. Yeah, but I think Just, I, he hit 35 homers. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he was like fine. He, he was, he was, okay. <laughs> he was I, fine. Uh, I see. I want to get to a couple. I'm going to just mash a couple of these texts together because they're all Go about, Bo, they're all about Bo Bichette. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll start this by saying my bold prediction concerning Bo is simply that Bo gets AL MVP votes. I don't know that he's going to win AL MVP, but that he is gets a couple of votes I like in, the, in the AL MVP race. I see one Scott from Newcastle says the Blue Jays win 93 games. And uh, then he also says Bo hits 40 home runs. There's another one that is from Rob in Mississauga. 40. Yeah, 40 home wow. runs for Bo from Scott. Like his dad. Uh, Rob says bold prediction, Bo wins a gold glove. Whoa. Uh, and, and I think, you know what, that's actually quite bold considering how much Blue Jays fans and you and I have talked about this as well, kind of get on Bo's defense. I will say, go back two years, if you had bold predicted Vladimir Guerrero Jr. would <laughs> yes. win a gold glove, people would have laughed at it That's too. true. So it's definitely not impossible. And David from Halifax says, my bold prediction is a two-parter. Bo Bichette finishes in the top three for batting average and hits in the American League, okay. so yeah. I, you know what the hits one hits I could is see. A lock, yeah, I think. yeah, the he, hits is for sure going to happen. Even what it, like last year, he must have been close to top three in yeah, hits and, because and, he plays every game. And he had, let's be real, he had a miserable first half of the season. It was yeah. it was pretty kind of and snake like a bid not and, awesome three quarters too. Yeah, like exactly. it really turned on right at the end. Yeah, it was like pretty much. I want to say they went to Pittsburgh towards the end of August, and from then to the end of the season, it's like he was. He was a man on fire. He could not be stopped, essentially. Yeah, and that's the day. It's it's always tough to predict one year to the next because two guys could have the same stats. One of them could have been really hot the first two months of the year, one really hot the last two. And should you really val- – like, are we almost too high on Bo Bichette because the last thing we saw was so good? Are See, we – you know, are we forgetting too much his – 
700s OPS in June, July, and August. Right. All three of those months had an OPS in the 700s. At the same time, you know, he had seven homers, drove in 27 runs in 32 games in September, October, <laughs> hit 406 yeah, with an 1100 OPS. He was truly absurd. Like he could not be stopped. And there was that, there was that series at, at not Fenway, at Camden, when it was, I think there was a, it was a four gamer because I think there was a double header in there. Which was, it was either rescheduled because of a rain out or because the season was a little truncated. And yeah, and he could not be stopped in that series. He had like, I think in the double header game, I think he had like three home runs, which was insane. Like yeah. in, in the, in both games, I mean. Yes. No, he was nuts. Um, I will say uh, back on the gold glove thing too. Mm-hmm. It is like, I see defense as an easier thing to improve upon once you've made the majors than offense. Cause if you can't hit at the major league level, it's really hard to get there. But like Boba is, it's not that he doesn't have the range to play short. I don't think it's that people think his arm is too weak, even though sometimes the throws are off, the throws are just off. So it is something that there's a chance it could develop quickly. He is, you know, widely renowned as one of, if not the hardest working guys they have at the facility, obviously, you know, with family roots in the game understands the, work necessary to sustain a major league career for a long time like his dad did so i could see it i kind of like Bo as gold glover <laughs> this one made me laugh someone i the same person who texted in to say chapman will lead the jays in rbi texted in to say Bo will become the mayor of toronto <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a Do you have to be from toronto to be mayor a, i don't think a, so there's a mayoral election in very very soon <laughs> we don't know there might maybe he will be mayor couldn't be worse than some of the candidates putting their names out there right now i'll tell you that uh jeremy from norwich uh bold prediction we win four glove four gold gloves this year bichette is one of them so another another endorsement for Bo winning a gold glove but four gold gloves for the blue jays this year i want to say we were looking at the gold gloves from last year and i think the yankees had trevino and lemayhu both win gold gloves i'm not sure if they had someone else win as the, well I'm, i'll take a look right now i'm, I'm pulling it up they yeah they had the utility for yes, lemayhu so for they had yeah they had two the astros had two having jeremy pena at short and kyle tucker yeah, in right tucker. field yeah, yeah. guardians had straw and Quan. um oh guardians had four guardians had straw Quan. Jimenez oh, and Bieber and Bieber. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So if you steal the pitcher, I will say that changes everything. Yes, I don't correct. know. Well, funny thing. You say Kikuchi fields his position very well. Actually, of all the predictions we made, <laughs> I actually don't think it's that outrageous. If he were to win a gold glove, if he pitched the whole year, Can you imagine that would be an interesting one. I'll throw that as one of my bold predictions. I wonder if I can bet on that somewhere. Can put put like a dollar Futures on you gold say, glove. Yeah. You say Kikuchi. Kikuchi to win a gold glove. I will. That'd I will. Be awesome. I'm gonna as soon as this is over, I'm gonna go look. I I see um Justin and Perry sound. Actually, Justin was the one who texted in. He texted in his name. Uh, bold prediction: Kikuchi will be in the Cy Young race. That was from earlier. He also that would be bold. <laughs> he, he replied to say, um, "Been smashing beers, making maple syrup all day, listening to Jays on the radio." My next bold prediction is Varsho hits 30 home runs. So we got a 40 home run prediction for Varsho and a th- and a 30 home run prediction for Varsho. But people are very bullish okay. on Varsho. Well, I have to say, I, I I believe our friend was smashing more of the beers when he made the Kikuchi prediction. <laughs> then he started eating the syrup, which kind of yeah. balanced everything out. Then he made what I actually think is a pretty realistic uh, prediction. 30 30, 30, I mean, he hit 27 last year going like we talked about before the game from Arizona, deep ballpark to the Rogers center. One of the shallowest now in all of baseball. 
Uh, Craig from Edmonton, my bold prediction for the year is the resurgence of Kevin Biggio. Oh, yeah. Uh, a healthy 280 or better batting average. He's going to force his way into a lot of games, allowing for some load management for the entire team. I like that one. I very much like that one. I have to say, I, I'm I'm showing you, so I'm not lying. Yes, okay. I One of my few unused takes that I brought today <laughs> is Kevin Biggio. I just had him, I had him beating out Espinal. Like if someone's, okay, right. if okay. someone's playing second and it's not Merrifield, Maybe to make it bolder, though, I'll just say, you know what? Kevin Biggio is second baseman by the end of the year. Like game cool. one of the playoffs, assuming it's not a lefty on the mound, Kevin Biggio is in the lineup. Uh, I think I, I can't find it right now. I think there was a Nate Pearson one that I'm I'm missing out on here. But, oh, here it is. Mark from Mississauga, bold prediction. Uh, Nate Pearson actually contributes to the big club somehow, some way. I will say my mo of my five bold predictions. Here are mine, and I want to get I want you to read yours as well, okay, Ben? Okay. My five bold predictions as we wrap up here in a couple minutes. You say Kikuchi finishes the season with an ERA of less than four point three and is an all-star. Kevin Gosman wins the AL Cy Young. Bo Bichette gets AL MVP votes, kind of like Marcus Simeon did a couple years ago. Yep. Um Vladdy Jr. steals double digit bases. Uh, and by the end of the season, Nate Pearson is the best slash most reliable arm in the arm barn, the bullpen. Those are my, those are, I think that's the, I think the Nate Pearson one is my boldest take. The Nate Pearson one though was echoed by some people. So you're not yes, alone yes. in that one. I saw it on Twitter as well. Give me yours. My five. First one, Matt Chapman hits more home runs this season than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Okay. Second one, George Springer steals over 20 bases for the first time in his career. And there's another Blue Jay who steals 20 as well. I like it. Number three is uh, the Rays will give the Blue Jays as much trouble than the Yankees or more, meaning same record or better than the Yankees. Number four, uh, I have all five AL East teams above 500. And number five, Drew Hutchison returns home, <laughs> wins a game at the Rogers Center. I'd like to see it. So that, that, that must mean he's starting a game then. I put win in just for the crazy right. scenario okay. that right. somehow he like, you know, like maybe they're blowing someone out. He's up on a double header day. I want to give myself that leash. I like it. I, um, I will take, I will take a Drew Hutchinson win. If you, if you, if you can recapture that 2015, 2016 form, uh, th that's Ben Shulman. I'm show Ali. That does it for Jay's talk here today. And your bold predictions for Ben Shulman, Ben Wagner, Tom Young, Jason Berenger, Nick Blackmore. I'm show Ali. Thanks for listening to Jay's talk presented by crown rest protection on the Sportsnet app, sportsnet.ca and the Sportsnet radio network. The next time you hear Jay's talk will be on Thursday when the regular season gets going, looking forward to it. Have a great Sunday evening, everyone. We'll talk to you then.